Hey everyone, welcome to Coasters and Creators, the podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Johnston, and we talk growing your theme park focused brand across the socials. Each week we hear from influential creators as they give a behind the scenes look at what it takes to succeed in this ever growing and ever changing community. Today we have special guest Marissa Potts. You may know her as Little Miss Maris across various social media platforms. And she's on today to talk about building the Disney lifestyle part of her brand. Let's get going. So where did your interest in theme parks originate from? Yeah, I mean, so I've grown up in Florida. I was born in Miami and I kind of like slowly moved northward until I got here um, when I moved here for college. (laughs) Um, But I've always loved Disney and I, once I like got to that age, I started loving Universal as well. So I was always a big theme park girl. And I have like this theory that like people who struggle with mental illness are more likely to gravitate towards like fantasy and like, you know, any kind of like anime or like any kind of those worlds that like take you away. And I think that was kind of for the same for me, like having mental health issues growing up, like I definitely found solace in the characters that Disney, you know, has. <laughs> and um, then it got weirder as I got older because then everybody's like, oh, you're a Disney adult, you know. But it it was just something that I always loved. And um, I just never have grown out of it. And it's just something I still love to this day. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I can relate to that. I really feel like the term Disney adult is just an unfair categorization of kind of a small snapshot that someone may have of you. Definitely. So how do we get from your early interest in theme parks to the brand Little Miss Maris? Yeah. So I, when I first moved here for college, um, that was kind of the start of the Disney Instagram. This was back in like 2014. And I started posting um, pretty regularly back then. And it's kind of just like a roller coaster ride ever since. I like I had always wanted a YouTube channel. I like in high school, I loved watching YouTubers and I just never really pulled the plug for a long time. So I kind of started on Instagram posting like kind of, you know, pictures I took and just fun things and meeting people in the community and kind of growing with them. And then I kind of took a break and just like posted fun things, like, you know, just random things <laughs> throughout my life. I was yeah. not really like focused on Disney. And then I think it was 2017, I started my YouTube channel and I did that for a long time. I'm still have my YouTube channel, but I'm not posting as consistently anymore, but I kind of didn't have a niche because I have so many different interests. So I started doing Disney, but also thrifting and like eco-friendly stuff and just vlogs. Um, I moved to Atlanta with my husband. And so we were just kind of doing things in Atlanta and travel vlogs and things like that. And then I kind of started to realize that I was getting a lot of views, but not a lot of subscribers. And I was trying to figure out where the disconnect was. And I think that's when it hit me that like I really needed to hone in on a niche, which I don't think everybody has to do necessarily. Like, obviously it's up to whatever everybody wants to post about. But for me, I was just trying to figure out like why I wasn't growing an audience, but I was growing in views. And then that's when I really just like focused on the Disney community. Um, I also started my TikTok, which I think was like the big growth factor for me. Um, Because, you know, that 
Yes. It's that algorithm. It's crazy. So yeah, then that was a couple years ago. That was probably like 2020, like around COVID time that I started uh, posting consistently on TikTok and then Instagram and YouTube. And it was for a while I was really, really dedicated. I was posting every single day on all those platforms, plus my podcast, which was coming out every week. And then um, once I got my job with Disney a couple years back, yeah. I decided to put a pause on the podcast just because I was really nervous about saying something I'm not supposed to. Um, but then I um, also took a break kind of this year from posting as consistently. Um, so now I'm just kind of going with the flow. Whenever I want to post, I post. Like I just kind of am doing it more for fun now rather than being like super strict posting every single day. <laughs> yeah, you know, I see a lot of people posting just in insane amounts of content and I always wonder just how do they sustain that at a high level for a you know a long period of time without just getting burned out oh definitely um, so I guess irrespective of what's popular what's trending what is your favorite kind of content to post my favorite is definitely Disney style I am like a big thrifter I've always been throughout my life so I think it's also there's like kind of a misconception in the Disney community that, you know, to be in the Disney community, you have to always have the new ears that were released or the new merch that was released. And I'm a big, like, uh, what's the word advocate for, you know, using things you already have in your closet in a new way or, you know, thrifting and like trying to be more eco-conscious. And that's definitely my favorite is like coming up with new outfits. And I already like, I think way ahead, like I'm already planning my outfits for like Halloween and Christmas just cause it's so fun for me. And I feel like, you know, when I'm 80 years old and I'm looking back, I think those are going to be the pictures and the videos that I'm most proud of is just like ones that I really like poured my heart into and, um, had like a creative outlet for that. Yeah. And not that it means a whole lot, but I think that's my favorite little Miss Maris kind of content, the, the more creative stuff. And that's just what I always kind of gravitate toward. Well, um, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So when I see little Miss Maris content, how much of Marissa am I seeing? In other words, how much of your personality is, is in that content? I think 100%, at least I try to be. Um, I feel like I'm very authentic. I hope I am at least. I hope I come across that way. Um, I definitely, you know, kind of had like a weird disparity when I first started YouTube where I really wanted to be a person that was like totally authentic. I showed the bad parts and the good parts. And I haven't posted as much of the bad parts recently just because I do like want to be more of like a positive light for people when they're having bad days. Um, but I do like, it's, it's kind of a weird, what's the word bridge of like wanting to talk about mental health issues and, you know, important issues that we have to talk about, but also being that positive light and not like bringing people down with my content. So I think that's the only part I kind of pull back on a little bit is all of the negative stuff that happens. You know, I try to keep it more positive, but I definitely show a little bit of that as well. And I think that's an interesting perspective because I really feel like at this point, folks know that, you know, what we see from our content creators on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, that, you know, that's not necessarily life and that's okay. Cause I mean, we, we get life 24 hours a day. And so we don't necessarily have to see that. Let's go here. Where do your content ideas typically come from? Oh, 
that's tough. Honestly, like they just pop into my head randomly. Like I have a notes app on my phone where I have ideas for every park and then I just have ideas in general. So that way, if I know, okay, I'm going to Epcot today, here's like the ideas I have. Am I going to be able to do these today while I'm there? I honestly don't usually get a lot done because I'm always hanging out and having fun in the parks. Yeah. So I try to get whatever I can done when I can, but they're just random. Like as I'm falling asleep in the shower, they'll pop into my head. Um, I'll give you a little like sneak peek. So like for food and wine, you know, I'm thinking about my outfit and I um, was just like thinking like, okay, what's like a popular summer food? Because last year I did charcuterie because that's like my favorite is wine and yeah. cheese. Yeah. So this year I was like, okay, what's just like a popular summer food? And like it hit me that it's s'mores. So like that's a little sneak peek. That's going to be like my theme. So it's just those kind of things that like, Okay. I, I take like an idea that just pops in my head and then I kind of just roll with it, you know? So that's, that's kind of how my mind works. My mind is just always going and never really stops. So it's a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> I understand. So you've been doing this a while. Do you feel like, you know, your audience pretty well at this point? I think so. I feel like, you know, I don't know. I have a little bit of a different opinion than a lot of other uh, Disney creators, because I really did start my page to, um, build a community and to like make friends, which I, I feel like a lot of people are more just like there to create and to grow and, you know, which is totally fine. But like, if you see my page, it's, I follow a lot of people back, which is something that I'm proud of because I love, like, I don't think creating would be fun for me if I wasn't able to interact with the people who follow me and to learn about them and to be able to talk to them about things. And, you know, my DMs are always open. So I'm always down to talk about Dreamlight Valley or Zelda. And I think that that's something that I, I really find special about my page is that people can get to know me, but I also get to know the people that uh, take the time to watch my content and to like my content and comment on my content. Because if we're being honest, like, yes, my content is fun to look at, but it also takes time from people's day to take the time to comment on my stuff and to watch my stories, which is something that I'm super appreciative of because, you know, there's a hundred other people that they could be looking at their content and I want to be able to take the time to pour into them as well. So, yeah. And I think that's a great perspective. I know for me, when I engage with people online or, or they engage with me and then I turn around and create content, I feel like, I feel like I'm creating content for actual people, not just creating content for just the sake of my enjoyment or for getting more views. Um, but I feel like I'm making more of an impact. Definitely. And like, I'm not, definitely not perfect. There was a time, especially last year where, you know, when I was creating every day and I was pouring so much time to it, it was frustrating when like the views didn't measure up and like, you know, seeing other people who do similar videos and like theirs did so well and mine did so bad. And I think that's where like, I'm kind of taking the step back this year because I've been like, you know, that's not healthy to have that mindset, to always be worried about views and like, to be super concerned about who's is doing better. And I think that now I'm in such a happier place, like just like posting things and being like, you know, if it does well, it does well. If not, who cares? It's just for fun. Yeah. And like, I really like think about, you know, this is really morbid, but like, I think about the end of my life and like looking back and like, I just don't think, you know, when I'm, you know, 
80 years old and I have great grandchildren that I'm going to be worried about. Oh man, I didn't get 20,000 views on that reel. So that's just kind of what I'm trying to keep in mind is like, this isn't important in the scheme of things. Yeah. yeah I think you're all over it. I think at the end of the day, you just got to be happy with what you produce and that be enough. Definitely. So are you always on the lookout for new ways to present your content, uh, new ways to keep it fresh, or is it more of a situation where you know what you do best and that's what you stick with? See, that's where I have a little bit of a struggle because, you know, I love doing like get ready with me's and vlogs and they seem to, people seem to enjoy watching them, but it gets to the point now where, you know, I've done 50 get ready with me's and I'm like, okay, I'm using the same products. I'm doing the same makeup. Like, do people actually want to keep watching this? So even though I've been going to the parks, I haven't been filming that kind of content. Cause I'm just like, okay, I think it's getting a little repetitive. Yeah. Um, so I definitely try to keep it fresh, but it definitely, I do fall into those patterns of like the things that I'm used to creating and the things that like, I know I can do pretty well, yeah. but yeah, I definitely, that's something that I struggle with. And also too, just like the videos that are like extra creative, this is so lazy of me, but like if I'm doing a video where I'm doing, you know, outfits inspired by the Aristocats, for example, yeah. um, that's something that <laughs> like which, ends which, up being... Which, which my 11-year-old daughter absolutely loves those. That she, oh, that she yes. Runs, they're so. fun, right? I love yeah. them too, but they always create such a mess because <laughs> like, I just have <laughs> clothes everywhere and ears everywhere. Sure. And so like those are the videos that I absolutely love creating, but I definitely have to like take the time to create them because they definitely do take a lot of work. But I agree. They're my favorites as well. They're just so unique and like everybody does them so differently, which I think is really fun. So how much emphasis do you put on um, the visual aspect of, of your content? When I post a new picture, I love like looking at my feed and making sure it all looks very <laughs> cohesive. Yeah. I use like the same filter on all my pictures just because I want it to be like very put together and like, I don't know the word, just like that it all flows, I guess, when you look at my page. Yeah. So I'm definitely a visual. There's been times where I've taken photos and they just do not, <laughs> like the lighting just does not look good. And I just, same, yeah, I just can't post them, sadly. So I'll usually post them on my story just so like people can see the content. But I'm definitely very strict about how my feed looks when I'm on my page. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess just quality wise, would you say there's a big gap between those that early content you produce versus what you're producing today? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, when I first started posting on Instagram, it was like, you know, I just picked whatever filter I thought looked good on that picture. I just kind of like stuck it up there. I didn't really care. And also just like the quality of iPhones and stuff has gone up so much. So that's helped a lot. But there's definitely times where, you know, last year I used to bring my vlogging camera every time I went to the park so I could take pictures with my camera. And I think those pictures definitely come out a little bit better. Whereas now, like, I just don't carry the camera with me. So I just go with the old iPhone. But yeah. I think that's still like my editing skills have gotten better. But, you know, there's always that voice in the back of your head that's like, oh, these pictures just like don't look as good as I want them to. But it's always those pictures that I think like, okay, this could be edited better. You know, it's too red. It's too blue. Yeah. That yeah. They always end up doing well. So I just have to like, let those thoughts go away sometimes. Well, you're right. I mean, sometimes, and I struggle with this too. Sometimes it's what tells the story the best, right? Definitely. Because 
So talk a little bit more about your engagement strategy. From what you've described so far, it seems more organic than really structured. Is that is that right? I would say it's more organic. Um, I definitely try to respond to all my comments. Um, DMs are my priority because some people reach out with, you know, like personal things that they need to talk to you about. So I want to make sure that I'm there for those people if they need that. Um, but definitely comments. I try to get to as many as I can, but sometimes I just like life gets in the way, you know, and I do not get to all of them, unfortunately. Um, but I definitely try my best. And then like my strategy is kind of like if people comment on my post, I definitely want to pour into them as well. So usually if somebody comments on my picture, I will go to their page and, you know, like some pictures that they posted or leave a comment on their uh, post as well, just because if they took the time to comment on my stuff, I want to make sure that I'm also taking the time to uh, boost their content as well. Do you ever encounter criticism regarding the, the content you produce? And if you do, does it affect what you produce? Oh, that's a good question. I definitely have. I mean, there's been like, I mean, there's always going to be the Disney adult uh, criticism for sure, um, which that one is kind of fun for me because then I can kind of use those comments and make funny videos out of them. <laughs> so I actually enjoy like as far as that goes, but there's definitely, you know, I've made mistakes and as far as like using sounds that people don't like, um, for whatever reason. And I definitely like appreciate the feedback. If I ever posted something offensive or, you know, something that just doesn't come across the right way to people, then that's something I definitely would want to take down and, you know, go in a different direction for. I'm always open to hearing that because like I've been on the other side of the screen where, you know, a post that I saw made me not feel very good. And, you know, I just want to reach out to that person and be like, Hey, you know, just so you know, this doesn't come across very well. So I always am open to hearing that if I ever post something like that. But yeah, I think most of the criticism comes just from being a Disney adult when it lands on somebody else's page. Yeah. Actually, a uh, interesting story. Last year, I had a video go very viral on Instagram, which has never happened before. Um, it went viral on Instagram and YouTube and went absolutely crazy. And it was basically a video about my uh, Disney cast member story. Um, where basically I was talking about how my first location that I was at, which was the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor on Main Street, yeah. Um, yeah. was not my favorite. And then I kind of mentioned that, like, recently I had been working at the Coral Reef Restaurant Epcot, and I was kind of saying that I was much happier, my management was much better. And, you know, that video got a lot of criticism, crazily enough, because people thought that I was... Um, basically saying that like my end goal was to be a waitress and people were just not happy about that. I've, I got so many hate comments on those videos okay. and, um, That's I actually, as, yeah. Yeah. As you were telling that story, I was thinking, where could this possibly be going? Right. That would, that would be <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I could not believe it. I was so shocked because I mean, if people, this is where, okay, this is just a little side tangent, but you know, waitress is a totally awesome job. Bartending is a totally awesome job and we need people to do those jobs. So if people love them, I don't understand like why people would be rude about that. You know what I mean? 
But the biggest thing that stuck out to me was that, you know, that wasn't my end goal. And my end goal was to do something creative. And at the time where I posted that video, I had been applying to other jobs and people just didn't know that about me. So it's like, you know, they only get this 10 to 30 second video online and that's all that they'd perceive of me. So whenever I get criticism like that, I just have to take it with a grain of salt because I know they don't really know me. They're just yeah. getting this little snippet. And it's, it's, uh, back, it's back to the, to the snapshot problem, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah, that, that was probably the worst criticism I've ever received, which was just so silly to me. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess in a more positive direction, what's your most popular content? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I feel like So I've always told people like, you know, when it comes to TikTok and reels, you know, there's always the popular sounds that are trending. And I always try to tell people that, you know, there's the easy way to do things, which is, I'm trying to think of an example, but like, I'm trying to think of sounds that are trending recently, but there's the easy way to do things where it's just to mention like Disney as a whole, you know, for example, like any sound that's like, I'm trying to think of ones I can't. Yeah, no, no, I, don't I, know. I know what you mean. Just the low-hanging fruit, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. just saying, like, oh, I'm going to Disney, or you know, just like yeah. a broad, a broad thing. And I always try to tell people to when those sounds are trending, definitely use them, but to really hone in on something. And I feel like that's the content people love is when I'm very specific about things. Um, like, for example, like bringing up a ride, like. I think a lot of people know from my page, I don't like mission space. So I can use mission space in some of my content really like digging in and using something specific or talking about a specific snack. Like I don't say, um, you know, a Mickey snack. I say a Mickey pretzel with cheese. Like I really like to be very specific because I think people really gravitate towards that. There's a video I did a couple uh, months ago with, um, it was this old cast member video, a man named Andy who like talks about staying in your green zone and like not doing your red zone, you know, when you're working. And that video took off because people I think really gravitate towards the things that they're familiar with and that they think nobody else like remembers or shared experiences that you don't really know are shared experiences. Exactly. So I think those definitely do the best when, you know, I'm very specific and talk about something specific because then people feel like camaraderie with me in those instances. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so let's go behind the scenes for a second. What are your favorite tools to use for producing content? Ooh, so my I always use Visco for my... Um, photos. Okay. <laughs> so nice, cheap, easy tool right. to use. Makes a so, note. I've, I've been using uh, Snapseed. Oh, I do love Snapseed as well. Okay. Their brush tool where you can like edit exposure for like yeah. one part of the cam- uh, picture. That's really nice. Um, but I've always gravitated towards Visco. And um, I also had one, it was called Real Boca, which had um, like Mickey heads in it, which I really loved, but I haven't used that in a while. Um, as far as TikTok goes, I, and my reels, I really just edit them in the TikTok app or CapCut. Those are the two that I use. Okay. And then for, um, YouTube, I did pull the plunge a couple years ago when I bought Final Cut and it was a game changer. So I love Final Cut, but yeah. for a long, long time I had used iMovie and it worked perfectly well as well. Yeah. It's a, it's a big jump up to Final Cut. Yes. Um, a big, um, that's cool. So, um, do you do any kind of Little Miss Maris promotion outside of your channels? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, not really. Okay. <laughs> um, I used to post on Facebook and, you know, some of my family and friends would follow as well. And then my mom and my stepmom are like my biggest fans and they definitely share all my stuff and tell all their friends. So I definitely have some word of mouth going out, but that's pretty much it as far as like promoting my channel outside of the actual socials go. I definitely do some like cross back and forth, you know, like on Instagram being like, Hey, here's my new YouTube video, but I don't really talk about it too much. Cause like at work, like I don't know, like everybody knows it exists, but it is still kind of like awkward because some of my videos, like I sing and like, you know, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more personal. Yeah, I understand. So <laughs> I understand. I yeah, understand I'm that. like, hopefully they don't see those videos, you know, hopefully they see not the embarrassing ones. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit more about how you determine what content is appropriate for a specific platform? And if you take kind of a syn synergistic approach to what you produce or do you truly produce unique content for each platform? Yeah. When I was posting more consistently, it definitely was like, you know, I was posting every day and my TikToks, I definitely reused as reels and shorts, but I always like wanted there to be something um, specific on each of my platforms where it would encourage people to follow me on all three, you know, cause I didn't want to post the same content on all the different platforms. I wanted there to be a reason to follow me on Instagram gotcha. and TikTok. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, That's even though I did reuse my TikToks, like TikTok, I would do lives. Um, Instagram is where I share my pictures and then YouTube is where I have my, you know, full video format. And those are the only places you can find those things. Yeah. That makes total sense. Um, so I guess to wrap up when someone engages with your brand, little miss Maris, what do you want them to come away from that experience with? I honestly just like hope that my content brings a smile to their face. And that's in moments where like, I don't want to create anymore or in moments where I'm just feeling down about my, um, content. Those are definitely the things I look back on are people who reached out to me and told me that, you know, I was in a dark place and your content inspired me or it really brought a smile to my face. It kind of like took me away from my problems for a little bit. That's honestly like the biggest hope that I could possibly have is just to like pour into people and be a light for people. And, um, hopefully they see that when they come to my page. Absolutely. Okay. Last question for someone just starting this journey um, toward building a brand in the theme park community, what advice do you have for them? Oh, I love that. Definitely don't listen to the naysayers. Yes, there's a lot of theme park creators, but you can go as big as you want. Um, it doesn't matter how many people there are on this platform. There are so many opportunities for new creators to come up and join the club, I guess is the right word. But um, I definitely would say be yourself. Um, be true to yourself and don't look at what everybody else is doing that's taking off, but definitely just hone in on the things that make you special and make you unique. And those are the things that I think people will really gravitate to. Listeners, we want you to be part of this podcast too. If you have any questions about building a brand in the theme park community, send them to me and I'll try to include them in the next podcast. You can reach me at NickStopAaron on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, be sure to check out my travel blog at nextstopaaron.com.
So a huge thank you to Marissa for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciated what she said about how important it is to engage with people that engage with you and that builds that relationship. And also combining that with just being you, being unique and letting that be what drives the growth of your brand. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes we've released so far. We've got a lot more great guests um, scheduled to be with us and uh, a lot more information just to pass along to you about building your brand in the theme park community. So hope you'll stay tuned. See you soon.